Hi, this is Jeff Richards, Columbus, Ohio. You're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? We have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet before we nerfed. But listen, Laverty, it's a I'm shaking like a dog shit peach to eat. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. Yeah, just like that, we are into the second hour. It's Barbecue Central Show. Where we talk about the most important things that are happening here in the barbecue and grilling community and industry. The show taking place live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. And we're also recording where you can get a podcast if you missed the first hour. Too bad. But since we are recording for podcasts, hour number one will be out tomorrow. Hour number two will be out Thursday. And we'll talk about Friday here in just one second. So to come on the show this evening... The embedded correspondence will be in. We have extended 100% assurity questions coming out. We have other topics that we'll be diving into. We say good evening to those of you watching through our video streaming platform. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also, you can take in this show via YouTube.com slash at BBQ Central Show, where we also have a YouTube poll question of the week, getting you caught up on that. Before last week's interview, I'm asking you, were you 100% aware of who Byron Chisholm was? And you're not allowed to lie. The answers are yes or no. And currently, and it's starting to trend in the other direction, 61% of you are saying yes, you knew who he was. 39% of you are saying no, you didn't know who he was. So still a little lower than I thought as far as name recognition, but... Once again, as we were talking with Derek, and as I had made mention in the show open, maybe names that are just everyday to me are not everyday to everybody else, and that's the problem when you go into the minutia of any industry. You just get to know a lot of stuff and know a lot of people and know what their histories are, and that could be what I'm fighting with here in Byron Chisholm. I mean, there's three flies that are like small planes going around me. I don't even know how they got in the house. And they're big. They make me feel like something's dead in the studio somewhere. And they've gotten this big because they've been eating whatever's dead. And I can't find it. And they're like probably just out of camera shot. When I had the camera turned off in the transition from hour one to hour two. I have the, uh, the sparky thing, you know. Will it spark if I do this? No. How about this? Yeah. And I saw so I electrocute him. Like the electric tennis racket. So if you see me all of a sudden and I'm like... Whoa, 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 that means one is coming close and I'm trying to take it out. But I took one out. But there's two more rolling around here. And I can't believe the size of these things. How are they getting this big? 
Jesus Christ. I mean, I got cats pissing all over the house. I got flies that are flying around that are size of small single prop airplanes. So can we move at this point? Can I please leave? Coming up this Friday on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, episode 288. Take that in for a moment. Episode 288. I don't know what the nearest barbecue-related podcast is to the Best Moments show. It, maybe it's Kevin, uh, not Kevin Sandridge, but uh, the other Kevin, Kevin Kelly. Is that what his name is? Who does the barbecue interviews? He's been doing it a long time. I'm sure he's got more than 288 episodes. Certainly, nobody has more episodes than me in the bank on the Barbecue and Grilling website. Or on the in the barbecue and grilling space, but it could be Barbecue Central show, and then Kevin's barbecue interviews. I should have him on the show. I fear he would opt against the USB mic because he's never instituted one in his show ever. He's got like the the fold up uh, background behind him, and then he does it with the the old school wired iPod. Uh, headphones or uh, Apple iPhone earbuds with the inline mic. That's how he does. I don't know if he uses a computer, if he just uses his phone or whatever, but he, I mean, the, he does incredible amount of content. There's no doubt about it. I should have him on this show. We should talk about his career. But after Kevin, it's got to be John at 288 episodes. It's crazy. The amount 288. Can you imagine? I'm not sure how many years that is, but if I do quick math, 288, 52, 52, that's like 748 years. Good for you, John. Lord, look at the work he's doing. And I'm paying him a pittance. You should have quit years ago, John. Anyway, we take you back to June 18th, 2013. And keep in mind, we are now in the midst of a four-part mini-series that John has put together. Some might call this an epic. And we roll on as this miniseries features me, my sister Kate, her friend Lindsay at the time. They were college roommates at Kent State. Week one, what were we talking about? Barbecue baby names. Last week, we were talking about bacon everything. And this week, we continue that topic. There may or may not be mention of a barbecue-flavored condom. There is indiscriminate yelling in the background, which is weird. I listened to it like seven times, and I'm like, who the hell is yelling in the background? I can't even make out of, I can hear somebody yelling in the background. I have no idea who it is. At that point in our life, there were people going in and out of the house. It was like a flop house in Euclid. It was, it was bizarre times back then. So I didn't have a nice quiet space like I got here in the basement. People are just coming in and out of the house. Rang Tang Tuesday. Ward 4 is going on like crazy. There's nonsense and tomfoolery always afoot in the Euclid house. So that's why there's indiscriminate yelling in the background. There is a mention of the famed bacon explosion. And of course, how do you follow up a reference to bacon explosion? I can guarantee you there is going to be a really bad, and by bad, I mean great, French accent. Get that big stuff out of here. 
What aren't you going to hear this week? That's the better question. And there's still one left to go. The coup de grace of the four-part series. As I mentioned last week, if you're just finding this show for the first time, or you're just a fan of the Best Moment Show and you've missed the first two weeks, do yourself a favor. Go back and listen to part one, then part two, then take in part three for proper context of listening, for uh, listening continuity. Listen to part one, listen to part two, then listen to part three. It's not that you can't get the general idea if you just decide to pop in on number three first and then go back and listen, but as far as getting the whole experience, this is one of those instances where you might want to listen to one and then two, then take in three. You can, subscri- you can subscribe to the show by visiting the bbqcentralshow.com slash subscribe. And don't forget, if you want to hear a segment or guest that you think has been lost in the archives, email John. Let him know you'd like to hear J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com. Or if you just like to tell John he's doing a great job, use that email and say, John, you're doing a great job. I have no suggestion. I have no wants. I'm just a happy camper. You're doing a great job. Just like last week, there was no famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Series this past weekend. And just like last week, the next famous Dave's All-Star Barbecue Series event will be happening on July 8th. So we still have a good run of time between now and then. So if you're interested on finding out the past results and those first handful of events, go to famousdaves.com slash All-Star BBQ Series and see what's going on there. And because everybody was talking about it here over the last couple days and I didn't have a show over the last couple days, this is something we'll be talking about, I'm sure, over the next, who knows, maybe it even won't be that long, but you probably saw it, USDA approved lab-grown chicken meat. That's right. Get that big stuff out of here. I'm crediting my pal Nick in Texas for the email alerting me to this. But if you can't stand chicken from a chicken, you know, raising it from an egg, feeding it, taking it to a slaughterhouse, murdering it in cold blood, and then tearing all the feathers off of that mother effer and having it ready to eat. If you don't like that, good for you. Lab-grown chicken meat is in the mix. It's really happening. They grow it in vats, cellular extraction, and then they grow it in vats. It's very expensive, but way more humane. Chicken farts aren't polluting the air. And this can only mean what? It's only a matter of time. And I think it's actually happened before. Was it like two or three years ago? Some company was talking about lab-grown, full-ass briskets. I remember having that conversation with Daniel Vaughn years ago. I don't know where the hell that was, really. But I remember having that conversation. Laboratory-grown, full-packer briskets. Well, here it is with chicken in vats. It's happening. Restaurants have already lined up to buy it. How does $20 a pound for chicken sound? Not good for me. That's not good for me. Maybe it's good for you. 
I didn't even get to everything I wanted. I need another open segment, but we have the embedded correspondence coming up, so we'll have to wait for that. Do I want to put it on hold? Do I want to wait? Hmm. Let's just go ahead and get rid of it now, and we'll see how the next two segments play out. Hey, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. They have the championship rubs and seasonings, 13 perfectly balanced flavors to increase the skills in the backyard or to help you win grand championships on the competition circuit. It's done both for years and years, might I say a decade. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce that isn't like all the rest or you're tired of what's out there, you're done with open pit, you want a divorce, try Granny's Barbecue Sauce. It will remind you of why you fell in love with barbecue in the first place. And they're selling cookers. If you're looking for a easy smoker to use that's versatile, Mac 2 Star General Pellet Cooker, Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive online dealer. If you don't know what grill you need, call them and ask questions, 877-828-0727. If you're lucky, Sterling Ball will pick up the phone himself and say, Big Papa Smoker, he's going to help you. What's better than that? 877-828-0727 or shop the website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A-S-M-O-K-E-R-S, BigPapaSmokers.com. We're back. The Abedi Correspondence right after this. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we welcome everybody back and joining us here on the fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour. Of course, they are our pals, the embedded correspondents. That's Doug Scheiding just to the right of me, and there's John Solberg from Michigan just below me, and then, of course, our pal Rusty Monson, uh, diagonally bottom right to me from the great city of Utah, Utah and Salt City's Pitmaster. Yes, Rusty, go ahead. I was just pointing out Doug's sweet-ass hat. That's all. I was just pointing up at him. Oh, yes. Look at Uh, John, I'm not speaking for you, but I'm going to say we're both pretty salty, no pun intended, for Salt City Barbecue, that we also didn't get hats. By the way, I mean, I wouldn't wear it, but I didn't get one. John, would you wear that hat? I would wear that hat. You would? I need to slap some leather and get one and support my brother, I guess. Uh, Rusty, can we go to uh, saltcitybbq.co and buy them? at that location or how does one get their hands on a merch hat yeah most people can i put the merch down because we sold out of shirts but i'll send you guys both a shirt and a hat and i will require you to wear it on the show at least once Is, every six months do you have a white shirt i don't know i actually i had a mock-up and it's hella sick i might have one but i don't think i'm gonna do it anytime soon i like white shirts so just hold on to that until you decide to do a white shirt look at dog's shirt we're like brothers from different mothers. I mean, we're all representing ourselves. John is holding firm to no association with anybody, and 75% of us are cross-promoting like 
crazy bitches. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> here we are for the ever popular embedded correspondence segment. Before we get to the one hundred percent, the one hundred percent assurity questions, let me ask you guys the YouTube poll question of the week, which I think I know the answers here, but I'm hemming, hemming, and hominning on one person's answer specifically. Doug, we'll go to you first. Before the interview last week, you knew exactly who Byron Chisholm was, yes or no? Yes, but I've never rubbed my butt. All right. Uh, John, before last week's interview, you knew exactly who Byron Chisholm was. Yes. Yes. I knew. Rusty, before the interview last week, you knew exactly who Byron Chisholm was, yes or no? It was the very first rub I ever bought, so yes. Really? All right. I got to say, you were the one I was on the fence on about knowing. Do you have a dog behind you, or is that a cat? That's my dog. I'm by myself today in the house, so he's going to be present. All right. Well, if we <laughs> if we need anybody to uh, break a tie or we need a quorum, we'll bring the dog in and figure out uh, what answer that dog is saying. What's the dog's name, Rusty? It's Roscoe. Roscoe. <laughs> All right, great. So we have a huge list of 100% assurity questions here, and as I had mentioned in the show open, why not throw caution to the wind here and have an extended 100% assurity question? Most people love when we're going back and forth on these. John, do you have an internet connection problem tonight? I'm aware of. Yeah, you're very choppy. Uh, Disconnect and come back in. John doing his best uh, Doug Scheiding impression tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 100% assurity question. John will jump in here in just a second and we'll get rolling. Rusty, we'll start with you here this evening. 100% yes or 100% no. I should have dumped the entire Daniel Vaughn segment last week when his mic was determined to be inoperable. You know, I would say no, just because he's a he's a national treasure. A national treasure. All right. Yes. Doug, yes or no? I, of course, I have to say no. And also, mm. given of my few, uh, and also his, uh, the topics of, of the people passing was very timely and needed to be talked about. I didn't think it was that bad. John, 100% yes or 100% no. I should have dumped the entire Daniel Vaughn segment last week when his mic was determined to be inoperable. 100% yes. <laughs> and in my own question, because I live here, 100% yes, I should have dumped it. But I didn't. I pushed out, but I should have done it. Uh, now, look, in my defense, uh, to be then hypocritical of being hypocritical, I do think the topic uh, that Doug had referenced was also important to talk about. So I cut myself a little slack, but I do agree with John. I probably should have dumped it. And I think I cut him a little slack, too, because he brought the mic. He made the effort. So I felt like, you know, if he wouldn't have done it or he lied about it and I caught him in a lie, I probably would have dumped it. But he made the effort. I have no idea why the mic uh, shit on him, but it wasn't operable. There we go. All right. We're split on that one. John, next question. By the way, your connection's much better here for whatever reason. Uh, so we'll stick with that. For the July 11th and the... It's a tough time with my new lips here in the second hour. For the July 11th and July 18th shows, in lieu of creating two best of shows not related to what you do every Friday, John, I should pre-record new material and air them as live shows. 
Pre-record and air them as live. Continue hypocrisy lifestyle. Right. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no? In lieu of creating two best of shows, I should pre-record new material and air them as live shows. This is a tough question, Mm. and I oscillated back and forth, but my final answer is yes. Do it. Rusty, I should make pre I should pre-record new material and air it as live shows in lieu of two best of shows. I mean, it didn't work out for Millie Vanilli, so but if you want to, I think you should. You know, you got people who will listen. So I think yes. What do I think about that? So I love the best show, the best of shows that John does, because those are best moments shows. But since I like to produce new material each and every week, even though it's not live, it would be new and I can just release it into the podcast feed. So while there might not be a live show Tuesdays on the 11th and 18th, there would be new material. So I believe I've talked myself into agreeing with all of you guys. I will do with that. So everybody that said best of Pound salt. You're going to get new content whether you like it or not. Next question. Doug? 100% yes or 100% no. Meathead announced that his book was going to now be delayed until the spring of 2025. 100% yes or 100% no. This confirms to you that this book will indeed never make it to the shelf. Nope, it's going to happen. All right. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. This confirms to you that this book will never happen. I I think it'll happen, of course. I think, yeah, for sure. John, it will happen? No, it'll never happen. It's not going to happen. This book is never going to make it to the shelf. What's What's wrong with you two? I'm here to agree with Doug and Rusty because Meathead is under contract. I ha- uh, Okay. I got to contradict myself. He's already been under contract one other time with book number two and shit it away. I get it. I understand that background. I've taken that into consideration for my answer. He has re-signed. I don't think if he ever even considers wanting to make a book three, which he's also referenced, by the way, in this book two fiasco that's already going on, that there could be another third book floating around somewhere. So as an author and business person, which we might question, I don't think he can dump the second book again and think that he could possibly ever get a third book deal or I guess what would then be a second book deal again. And uh, anybody would take him seriously. So I'm agreeing. There's no way he's not going to do it. That is going to happen. And he's well deep into it. Like the, it's been the manuscript is in. There's plenty of hurdles he's cleared to make me believe that this is going to be. By the way, I love that John, without batting an eyelash, says that this is not going to happen. He is so firm in his convictions. And I love that about John. Next question. Back to you, Rusty. yes or 100% no. If you owned a business 
and you had a number of very bad reviews on your website, you would leave them up for everybody else to see. If I had the option to take them down, I would take them down. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Doug, yes or no, you would take them down? On my website, you damn straight, I'm taking them down. Yeah, that's right. absolutely. John, 100% yes or 100% no. If you had very bad reviews on your website, you would leave them up for everyone to see. No, I'm taking them down. It's, it's uh, I agree with John and Rusty. There's no effing way. Bad reviews. I read my bad reviews in Apple Podcasts, and I cannot take them down. And they cut me to my very core. Woo! Barbecue Central shows 120 minutes and 118 of those minutes are nothing but commercials. Well, fuck off. Man's got to make a living for crying out loud. Go beat up Rusty for crying in the sink. So I'm taking him down too. I'm with you guys. All right, let's go back to John. John! Regardless of the current options available in the market, you would rather go without any kind of of outdoor heating appliance or device? 100% yes or 100%? Uh, 100% no. I'm, I, I enjoy an outdoor heating device. Right. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. Regardless of the current options available in the market, you would rather go without any kind of heating device. Hell no. That's like the best part of summer. Yeah? Doug, yes or no? Nope, I've got a burn from a solo stove to prove it. All right. I, I'm a no too. I have solo stove, rarely use it. I have a brand new timber stove from Tyson Traeger that I can talk more in depth about later. And, you know, the only thing, so I... John, you have a, a, a like a smaller timber stove, uh, some kind of generation yeah. of timber stove that you have. Like, what do you What do you like I, about that? You know, in the fall, in the winter, when I am cooking out there, I just I kind of like having the fire right there. I don't have to deal with the fire pit; kind of burns. You're standing there cooking. To me, it's almost an ambiance or or an atmospheric condition that I enjoy about it. Do you get any heat off of it? Oh, you know. You got to stand underneath it. You know, you got to kind of cuddle up to it like you would a, a fire in the winter. But no, it doesn't radiate out a lot of heat in the winter when it's, you know, 22 degrees out there. So he sent me a, a big timber, which is one of their bigger versions. And granted, it is the summer here, although today it felt like cold spring. I love the fire. I guess the, the only thing that I, it's not that I don't like it. The one thing that it doesn't have is it like it gets going and the vent is open, which actually makes the fire cooler and there's a great blazing fire and it's, as John said, aesthetically pleasing. You know, there's still a lot of heat kicking off of it in its cool mode. And if you close the vent and the thing really stokes, that thing will put out some heat. I would almost like to dial back the heat a little bit more. However... The only way I know how to do that is not with that appliance at all. It would be retreating back to the liquid propane heat umbrella, which I don't like at all because it was only just getting the top of my head warm, nothing else on my body. So having the fire at the uh, on the floor 
and getting that heat radiating off of the fire. It's a great, like, like the appliance is great. It's totally solid built. I mean, I love it, but that would be my only, again, not complaint. My only nitpick is that I can't dial the heat back even a little further on a super hot night. I wouldn't mind having just the fire, but I could sit away from it a little bit further if I wanted to. But you know me, I want the best of everything, and I want it all, and I want it all right now. And the next question is this. Doug. 100% yes or 100% no. Tomahawk steaks, no matter how someone spins them to you, are a waste of money. Absolutely yes. Get a cowboy cut. John, 100% yes or 100% no. Tomahawk steaks, no matter how someone spins them to you, are a waste of money. I'm rolling with get a cowboy. 100% waste of money. Rusty, yes or no? Hell yes. People need to stop doing that shit. Come on. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, I believe we have what they call a majority here on this one. I am also with you on a complete waste of money. Now, in full disclosure, this question is born out of me watching Adam Perry Lang twist 40 or 50 ridiculously large tomahawk steaks on a Weber Ranch charcoal grill at one of his pop-ups out there and wherever the hell he operates. He's going all around. And I merely commented, I'm paraphrasing, unpopular take. Uh, tomahawk steaks, waste of money. Just get a ribeye. Don't pay for the bone. I get the uh, the flash presentation, but you can't eat the bone either. And uh, Adam Perry Lang replied back to me and said, "In this case, and I'm working the ranch kettle. Uh, tongs would somehow hurt the spinalis." on these and I want to keep everything intact and the handle for the tomahawk in this case is uh, why I'm doing it and blah 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 and then of course all the APL apologists start piling on me you don't even know what you're talking about you don't know steak blah 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 and uh, so I, I didn't bother defending myself because you can't possibly keep up with the herd but they were steamrolling me to a healthy degree it was kind of embarrassing and i loved it at the same time but i don't like rusty do you believe that he needs to have tongs in order to maintain the integrity of the spinalis if you have 40 uh, steaks on a ranch kettle stick a fucking toothpick in it bro like you don't need a big ass like bone you know what i'm saying like what is the how stupid is that like there's so many tools and just or just be careful you know i've cooked a thousand steaks in my life and few spinalis just fall off i don't go buy a tomahawk because of it but doug if you're manning a ranch kettle at ballistic heat with 40 or 50 tomahawk steaks or steaks would you rather have the built-in handle or do you think you could work that kettle with tongs or gloved hands or who knows what else Doug? Oh, I'm sorry. You were talking to Rusty. I, I said you made a mistake. So uh, you did. I thought it was a mistake. I would, yeah. A cowboy cut also has a handle on the damn thing, too. And I'm also surprised that we're mentioning APL for the second week running, which, which, uh, given the past history, was but, it the uh, second week? Did I mention them last week? Yeah. It was it last week or the week before. Oh, no, I don't think uh, I, mentioned. I heard that. 
Oh, don't tempt me. I'll find it. <laughs> okay. I don't recall. John. I don't recall. John, did I mention APL last week? APL, it was the week, last week or the week before. I cannot confirm or deny. I'll let Doug go to the tape. All right, you go to the tape, Doug, right. and call me out. Uh, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. However, I just don't remember. <laughs> remember, you're talking to the same guy who once had a personal phone call with uh, with Mr. Willingham, and I don't recall like one of the legends in the industry, and I don't recall ever having that phone conversation with him. Just like the best of that John has put together. I don't remember any of those conversations that I have with my sister and her college roommate from 2013 or whatever that i don't even remember that happened so i don't not believe you i just don't remember mentioning him and i understand what you're saying and i don't usually go out of my way to mention him but he he jumped in on a on a take that i had so i figured i would ask you guys so we all agree with that john the fda or usda has just approved the cellular growing lab growing of chicken meat where they're extracting cells and growing chicken meat in large vats. Whenever it becomes available for sale to the consuming public, you will be the first in line to buy it, even if it's $20 a pound. Yes, I will be first in line to buy it, even if it's $20 a pound. John, always ready to try something new, whether it's real meat or not. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. Whenever it becomes available for sale to the consuming public, you will be the first in line to buy cellularly grown derived chicken meat, even if it's $20 a pound. Hell yeah. Hell that yeah. sounds awesome. All right. Doug, yes or no? Not a chance. No. Uh, once again, Doug and I align like brothers from other mothers. There's no way in hell I'm buying a lab-grown chicken not that i'm against it not twenty dollars a pound like twenty dollars a pound i can buy steak for twenty dollars a pound all day every day four times on sunday there's no way i would opt for chicken at twenty dollars a pound rusty what interests you about that grown chicken at twenty dollars a pound the novelty cool yeah man it's made from a lab that's pretty badass the humans are cool man so i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna eat that that lab chicken for sure i want to give it a shot john what's your intrigue just because you're a, a non-hater of all any all in any protein you know i've been a doctor of trying all this stuff so far why would i all of a sudden we need deep in this technology plant to uh to a soil that green as people of course i have to carry on my my tradition say yay or nay i'm not buying 40 pounds of it i'm mm. buying a pound yeah it's 20 dollars. i think i can you know pull a little, little bit out of mom's out and swing that <laughs> all right john uh disconnect and reconnect again and uh we will go to a quick break here i mute these guys and i'll talk to you quickly about poop pit barrel cooker that's right what do we know about Pit Barrel Cooker? It's the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. It's available in three sizes. The Pit Barrel Junior, the Pit Barrel Flagship Size, and the Pit Barrel Extra Large, or the PBX. There's a host of accessories to complete your Pit Barrel cooking experience as well, so stay tuned for those. Look at all those, get all of those, and buy the barrel cooker that best fits your need remember even the junior can do up to six racks of ribs if you're hanging them so pretty substantial meat output 
8 in the flagship, and then I forget exactly what the max number of hanging ribs in the PBX is, but I think it's like 12 or 14. It's ridiculous. Commercial great. Doesn't matter if you're just a beginner or if you're a professional. Definitely cooker you want to add to the arsenal. So what do you do? Visit pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. Follow them on all the social media channels. And tell everybody at Pit Barrel Cooker, the Barbecue Central Show, sent you because we're big fans. We love you. We're back with more embedded correspondence right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And we welcome you all back. We are here with the Embedded Correspondence. If you're new to the show, uh, sitting right across from me at the top is Doug Scheiding, the longest-running Embedded Correspondent there from Texas. John Solberg, the second-longest-running from the great state of Michigan. And bottom right is... Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah, who is frozen? I don't think Rusty's there. He's holding that pose too long. I have become too adept at this game to realize when somebody is not there. Ah, and there he is. See, I knew. I knew what's going on. There's Rusty. Also, the pitmaster of Salt City Barbecue and the associated food trailer. Uh, so, who did I start with on that last round before we went to break? Was that you, John? I think it was John. Let's go back to Rusty. Rusty! 100% yes or 100% no. At some point in the next 10 to 15 years, all the meat we consume will be lab-grown meat. It'll exist, but it's not the only meat we'll consume. No, no, no. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. At some point, in the next 10 to 15 years, all the meat we consume will be lab-grown meat. <laughs> no. No? no. No. John, yes or no? Oh, Meathead, Meathead's book has a better shot than that. <laughs> so I'm thinking long and hard about this because chicken is being grown in vats. I have to assume... That even though it's $20 a pound at this point, they're going to figure out a way to bring that cost down to a more palatable price. Might not be what commodities chicken is at this point. At some point, beef has to also scale up to meet where chicken is because beef can't be left behind technology. And I don't know this for a fact, but my thought is more people like beef than chicken if they had a choice. But I don't know that again. I'm just making that up. So in 10 to 15 years, could all the meat that we eat be taken out of the fields and the kill lots and all this other stuff and be grown in meat to help better the environment? I have to think on that because I never, ever would have thought that the class eight heavy duty truck industry (laughs) would be nearing all electric vehicles. If you would have told me that 10 years ago, that in the next 10 to 15 years, 
we could be at a crossing point where we could really see class eight electric trucks i would say no but here we are it's really happening there are mandates coming down from government that are going to make it happen. There are states adopting certain regulations in their own state that will be demanding that a certain percentage of trucks that are diesel, if you buy this many, then you got to buy this many electric trucks. Like, it's happening. For folks that think this is not going to happen, electric trucks and the heavy-duty industry are 100% happening. Like it or not, and I hate it. Get that big stuff out of here. Which makes me believe that in the next 10 to 15 years, absolutely all the meat we're going to be eating is going to be grown in the lab to help betterment of our world. Book it, and we'll see how well that one ages. Doug! 100% yes, or 100% no. My positive first experience with the full-sized charbroil edge grill is solely clouded by the fact that I didn't pay for it. I'm going to say no on that. <laughs> I thought you would be the first one to say yes. Uh, <laughs> Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. My positive first experience with the full-sized electric charbroil edge grill is solely clouded on the fact that I didn't pay for it. Since it looks like it was made out of aluminum foil, I say absolutely yes. <laughs> John, 100% yes or 100% no. My positive first experience with the full-sized electric charbroil edge is solely clouded by the fact that I didn't pay for it. 100% no. <laughs> You're not a newbie to free stuff. <laughs> I can answer this with 100% assurity. Did they send it to me for free? Yes. Am I here to tell you that on the first time it performed well? Yes. Am I saying that because they sent it to me for free? Fuck no. Get that big stuff out of here. If it cooked like a piece of shit I'm going to tell you I cook like a piece of shit. Now, uh, do I seem like I have a little bit more bravado? If they were a sponsor of the show, you wouldn't be talking the same way. Okay, fair enough. Maybe I wouldn't be talking the same way, and maybe I wouldn't be talking about it at all. I just wouldn't mention it, right? If I like something, I'm going to tell you I like it. Please rest assured. Whether I tell you I get something for free or not, and I'll tell you if I got it for free, because what do I care? I get a lot of time invested in this industry. Somebody wants to send me what retails. It's on sale right now, or it was, for $499. What does that mean? Charbroil probably gets it made for, what, 100 bucks, 125 bucks. I don't know what the margin on grills is. Maybe it's a little bit more than that. So $300 out of uh, you know cost to them, or $200 cost to them. Like, big deal. So if it sucks, I'm going to tell you it sucks because maybe you're in an apartment or maybe you're in a dwelling that doesn't allow live fire, but you want a full-sized experience. So I'll tell you, don't waste even, don't even waste $499, let alone the retail at $699 or whatever it was. Worked good. 
I'm doing bubble burgers tomorrow. That will be the true test. That I can tell you. We know I love bubble burgers. They've never sponsored the show, and I can't praise them enough for the great product, and neither can John. He loves bubble burgers. All right, last question of 100% assurity. We go to John. John, 100% yes or 100% no. Traeger will release a pizza oven insert at some point this summer. But I'm I'm going to go with 100% no. Hmm. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. Traeger will release a pizza oven insert at some point this summer. No, because what the hell are they waiting for? It's halfway over. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> CEO of Traeger Grills, Doug Scheiding, 100% yes or 100% no. Traeger will release a pizza oven insert at some point this summer. Well, thank you for the lead in. Uh, <laughs> just like the CEO of Traeger promised the pizza insert last year, yes. it's not in the mean of uh, Meathead, uh, the book coming out in 2025. 2025 um, the answer is no. No. Mm. Interesting. Well, I would love to say that I'm going to make it a majority here, although I am a little stuck on the fact that uh, I forget what the name of the show. Jo uh, John, what was the name of the European show that just took place? Spago or Spago or whatever the hell it was. Do you know what I'm talking about? The big uh, yes. European grilling show. But I don't know the name of it. It started with an S. <laughs> yeah. Take our word for it. Look on LinkedIn. The only thing that's keeping me from jumping in with a full no is that there was a Traeger set up there. Now, this is Europe. I don't know if they're retailing different stuff to Europe or not. I doubt it. But maybe they are. I don't know. In, in the Traeger booth, in one of those grills, there was a pizza oven insert, which leads me to believe that no, they're not. Gonna, not this year. I think they're showing it off. They should have had it out already. I'm with Rusty. Like summer's halfway over, but I was intrigued enough to see it once again making an appearance because, as Doug mentioned last summer, I thought that thing would have been out last summer. They had promoted it. They had talked about it, and then it like never happened. Then nobody talked about it. Then you never saw it, and now it's reemerged again over in Europe. So maybe it's going to get released. In your, Doug, do you have any insight? Is that going to be a European release and not here in the States? The good news is I, I know nothing about it, so right. I don't know. All right, so we all agree I, that I that's not speculation. What's that, John? I mean, still, uh, the, the wild card is the Green Mountain their existing oven, which has a, when this came up, and it makes sense. John, I have bad news. Your connection sucks. Try again. Still sucks. All right, disconnect and reconnect. All right, so we have... Mm, well, has that, anyone, has, uh, Greg, has anyone you're heard that stand? It's called the what a stand broil or something like that, that basically fits onto the fire pot and it's like 150 bucks or something like that. It fits on like a pit boss and a trailer okay. and stuff like that. Well, then what does that do? For, and it's a pizza. It's a pizza. Uh, it's a pizza insert that you can put on some of the older uh, pellet cookers. What's it called? It basically, 
Stan S T A N Broil Stan Broil, and it's like one hundred and fifty dollars. It you take the drip pan out, you take the deflector out, and you plop that thing right on top of when i was researching this question i was like uh that's actually kind of cool it was i saw it on amazon for like 150 160 bucks mm, i see stan broil s-t-a-n-b-r-o-i-l yeah uh, it's outdoor products but i don't see anything for a pizza uh grill accessories all right let's go here a lot of nonsense no See a smokestack for a Green Mountain Grill or some of those other lower end ones. I don't see anything that's going on top of a burn pot. John, you ever heard of a stand broil pizza oven? Oh, Jesus Christ. Poor John. I'll email you. I'll email you. Email that to me. Uh, I have never heard of that. The only only one I really ever know uh, for the pellet cooker is the Green Mountain Grill, which works fabulous i thought it, and that's patented by the way so when traeger was talking about bringing out theirs i thought oh wow this could be turnabout being fair play where green mountain grill might decide to sue traeger on in uh in, infringing on some of their pizza oven patents see if we can't you know work it out um i i do know that uh, i better not talk about that because i haven't had clearance from the right people um but they're there could be some uh, things changing around in the in the pellet world as far as the manufacturers that we know and people we thought might be going away, might not be going away now. They might be sticking it out. So um, I'll have to get further clearance on that. We can talk about that next month. I think we've done it. We've run 100% of surety through two segments. I don't have enough to get into uh, some of the other stuff that's going to be way more involved. However, I'm going to save that one for next week for a YouTube poll question of the week. Yeah, well. I'm doing a really good job of uh, screech halting the momentum of the show, and I apologize. I would like to mention, by uh, by the way, before we go out here this evening, 75% of us last month perfectly guessed who was going into the 2023 Barbecue Hall of Fame. I would like to say that. That's Doug. That's Rusty. That's me. John was holding his... John, by the way, was uh, 75% right on his own, uh, except he was in... Oh, Go ahead, Doug. Um, I actually wrote down what uh, what we had all said. All right. I think you you were the only one that was a hundred percent correct. Me? Because I said I said Grady, John said Grady, and oh, Rusty said Grady, and uh, John said Grady, Grady. Oh, I said Roger Mooking. So they said Grady. So we actually, <laughs> in the vein of uh, Guy Fieri. So hmm. so you were the only one that was correct, and we were 75%. Correct. And this is who, that, that list that you're talking about is the one that uh, we guessed that we thought those people would put in? Yes, we, we had to negotiate, and we negotiated huh. to your four. All right. Well, look at me. Well, we're going out on a high note. I'm smarter than everybody for once. Thank goodness. It happens every once in a blue moon. I had John's back on that. The blue moon is out here. Very good. So I certainly appreciate that. All right, uh, Rusty, before we go, a little promotion for you. What do you have coming up? What's going on with the food truck? Let's have it. Uh, We have our second food truck coming up very shortly, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We can catch Doug on the Pitmasters podcast. You should check that out. That's an actually really good episode. So Doug kills it on that one. But uh, that's all I got. Doug, are you going to be opening up the Doug Shiding podcast 
I mean, you're you're hosting all these other podcasts. I mean, what's going on? Are you about ready now? You've got you've broken no. your teeth. No, the answer a hundred percent surety question. Hell no. Hell no. I have had my own podcast before, so no. But uh, thank you. Um, I am cooking and the wine festival in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. July fifteenth. I think it is, and I will be subbing in for Lynn and co-hosting the baseball and barbecue on the July 15th uh, version of their show talking about overfly baseball bats. All right. So we'll talk about that. Uh, John, what are you promoting and what's happening with you this coming or uh, before we let you go tonight? (laughs) Uh, It's the best (laughs) moments of the barbecue central show in 10 minutes or less. Coming up this Friday, episode 288, where you and your sister and your sister's roommate will be talking about nonsense and shenanigans. And thank you for listening. Rusty, go ahead. If John ever dies, can we just keep him here in memoriam just uh, like this? Bad news, Rusty. <laughs> Guess what? John's going to die someday. I don't want to tell you the hold truth on. here. Hold on to this. Let's just hold on to it in memoriam. <laughs> John is dying because this is happening and he is feels terrible about it. He just texted me. He's like a promise uh, problem with the service provider. So I could tell this is not him. This is a a service provider issue. You could tell right off the off the rip here. So uh, but I I agree, John, this is a rusty. This is a great shot of John. And uh, if God forbid, if he passes away here and we have to use this, but we would have to figure out what we would have to then do not to drag this on on and on we have to go through all the audio of him only and we have to then predetermine how we want the segment to go and then we have to splice all of his words together and the way we think he would answer it and it would be like all that mumble jumbled you know high low high low talking because we're uh, like sewing his words together but it might take a long time but i think that would be worth it so we'll see how it goes. Um, in the meantime, these are the embedded correspondents. Doug Shiding is to the right of me from Houston, from Houston, from Texas, sometimes visits Houston. And uh, he's longest running correspondent. Uh, John Solberg is right there. Silent from Michigan. And Rusty Monson is bottom caddy corner to me on the right from the great city of Utah and the founder of the Salt City Barbecue Food Trailer and the pitmaster of the same competition team. Gentlemen, always appreciate the time, and we'll see you again next month. That's them. And we will wrap it up here. Full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpey. All right, we'll try to. Things got a mind of its own tonight, but it's helping me get through the end of the show here on time, which I certainly appreciate. We thank the embedded correspondents for joining me last segment and the segment before that. Too bad John had internet service provider issues, but 90% of what John said got through and it was great. All the way back in the first hour, it was an open segment to lead the show. And then we had Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com talking about his newest version of the top 10 most popular barbecue and grilling websites. Go to DerekRiches.com and check out that. 
for yourself, see if you agree. Visit those websites. Have you even heard of any of those besides just Pryles, Hey Grill, Hey, and AmazingRibs.com? I think most of you haven't even heard of Smoke, BBQSource.com still. I know that person is legitimate. I have reached out to all the ones I've never heard of to see if they want to come on the show and talk about it. I've gotten one answer so far. Second hour of Betty Correspondence, a long list of 100% surety questions, which we then dug into a little bit more on some of those, which we certainly appreciate. So follow all those guys, Doug, John, Rusty, on their various social media platforms. We have a July 4th show coming up next week. It will be live, yes. And that will be the last live one for a two-week span. Remember, the 11th and the 18th will be pre-recorded new shows that get dumped into the podcast feed, so you will get them that way versus seeing them video-wise here on the show. Maybe I'll mix it up. Who knows? We'll have to see what's going on. So how do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host, the proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hey, what's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill podcast on iTunes, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling, all the time.